Welcome to Like an Event Boss, your weekly events empowerment podcast with Carrie Abernathy and Juliet Tripp. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 10, which is the season one finale of Like an Event Boss with me, Juliet, and my fabulous co-host, the wonderful Carrie Avenathy. Hey. We are very excited that you guys have stuck around for the entire first season. It feels yeah. so, so crazy that we are wrapping this already. Would you agree, Carrie? I can't believe it. I really can't believe it. And I thought that these episodes were going to get us through several months, and they have, and they have hope- hopefully gotten you through several months. But I just, I, I can't believe it's here already. And I feel like I've learned so much throughout this process. Absolutely. Me too. And we hope that all of you listening have as well. So thank you so much for tuning in for this one. And make sure that you continue to share, take a screenshot right now, share it to your Insta story, let us know where you're tuning in from, because it truly is incredible to have built this community of like minded event bosses from all over the world. I know we have certainly um, a big audience in the US and UK, but globally as well. And it's just absolutely fantastic that you have chosen to spend your morning, your evening, your afternoon with us. So thank you so, so much. Um, And there's lots to come in the future. So stay tuned on that. But anyway, back to the show. Today, we have quite a special episode and one that I think has certainly um, a topic that certainly affected the two of us throughout our careers as event professionals um, at different times and for different reasons. But today we're going to be talking about burnout and resiliency, two things which I would say probably go hand in hand to be able to work through burnout, you need to be resilient to be able to get through the other side and to be able to um, reflect on those times or those difficulties. So Carrie, talking burnout, before we discuss our own kind of experiences with this, why do you think so many event profs get burnout and suffer from it? I I know exactly why. I mean, I have the the magic answer here. because we expect so much out of ourselves, probably more than our employers and our stakeholders and our attendees even do. And when you are constantly taking care of everyone else, the your employer, the stakeholders, your attendees, everyone else in your life, you how can you not burn out? When they are the priority and everything is second to include yourself, how can you not burn out? That's my that's my mic drop answer because I've lived it. Um, I love talking about burnout and resiliency, and I love 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 talking about failures. Um, but and I'm sure you do too because you've lived it so hardcore, and mm-hmm. it's so important to share it so that we can hope that people, other event planners, other professionals, don't get to the point that we got to, and that is the foundation of how burnout starts. Yeah, it really does. And we live our lives and we live our careers providing, delivering 110% all of the time for everyone within our event community. And yes, yeah. Um, 
we just don't stop. We don't stop. And this is the issue. I always used to tell people that the reason my job is so hard is because everyone is literally judging my performance. And if you think about it, what other role in any other organization, maybe outside of a CEO, is every single person in the organization relying on you and judging your 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 work? So it's really easy to get kind of caught up in that and get so become such a perfectionist and want to be so perfect and do so good at your job is because everyone in the organization, plus stakeholders, plus attendees, maybe members, whatever else you have, whatever whoever else you're taking care of, like you're they're expecting perfection out of you every time. And like what other job expects that? It's crazy. It is crazy. And I think before we dive into it in more detail, I really would say that we're almost to blame sometimes for the fact that we tie our identity so, so close to our career. And we always, and we actually did some work at the start of this season, sort of introducing ourselves without saying, well, I've worked for event in events for 10 years and blah, 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 like, because it doesn't always need to be the first thing you say, yeah. but we are conditioned to be like, yeah, I love long days. I love flying all over the world, delivering events, love to be on my feet. Yeah. Love the pressure, love being under pressure. Absolutely. That's me. Like that's what we do. And I've learned to rewrite the script now. Um, but. I didn't 10 years ago, even five years ago, even three years ago. It's been a hell of a journey to understand that actually we do not need to be thriving. Yeah, we can thrive under pressure, sure. But don't thrive under pressure and no sleep and running on energy drinks and crying in the corner because it's all too much. Like, don't don't do it all. And we do do it all, don't we? And I think mm -hmm. we're probably never going to fully learn. But have you been at a point in your career and I know the answer to this I don't know why I'm even asking but have you found yourself kind of thriving off that pressure and almost relishing under pressure oh my gosh I mean even now like I'm a week and a half away from my first live event since February of last year and I, you know, I pulled, um, you know, a 13 hour day yesterday, which is pretty standard for us event professionals a week out from an event when all of the stuff is due and everyone needs you. And I found myself like ja just jazzed up. It's so awful mm -hmm. because I preach. Here's what I preach all of the time to in my brand, to my followers, that working longer hours, that putting it out there that and stressing every single day and, and, and showing that to everyone that doesn't have to be the norm and it shouldn't be the norm. The, it's just kind of the type of people we are. We get really excited about some of this stuff. So yeah, I'm I'm in the deepest amount of pressure I could be a week out before my first live event in in the pandemic times, right? And I am just finding myself like loving the fact that I don't have a second to breathe. But there's a I think there's a healthy balance to that because I I burned out really, you know, easily through doing that all of the time and having that mindset all of the time when I was 27. So I'm sure we'll get there. I know we get to share our stories, but I, I totally understand that like, ooh, this is my passion. I love to work. I love what I do. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm getting more and more excited and more energy off of spreadsheets and deadlines and that sort of thing right now. But okay, yeah, warning, there's a balance. Yeah, and do you think that we as an events community, 
kind of spur each other on with it. Like if you see um, your network online being like, oh my God, yeah, midnight, I'm in the office. Like, does that kind of make you think, oh, I should be in the office because it's midnight? You know, it did before. And now it's just a hard Mm -hmm. eye roll now. Um, because you know, there's, you know, there's a lot of narratives and bullshit I had to call myself out on throughout the last 12 months. I think the growth has been incredible and it's just been incredible for me, um, over the last Mm -hmm. year, because I did have to take a a step back and say like, okay, those things that you were saying earlier, Juliet, about like, I love to do this and of course I will do it. And I am the best and it makes me happy. Like I had to really like, look at all those things and decide whether they were true or not. Which if you've ever had to do that, it is so scary, terrifying, and mm-hmm. powerful and life-changing. Because I was fully, fully sold on my bullshit narrative that I had to work all the time and that, you know, it was sexy to work all the time and that, you know, those late night snaps in the office or um, you know, 4 a.m. at the event floor, oh, midnight's still there. You know, we kind of bragged a little bit with that. Mm. And there's nothing there's nothing really sexy about that. Work is sexy. I get it. Being employed is sexy. I get it. But there's nothing sexy about this competitive nature and competitive mindset that we've put ourselves in where we have to, where we feel like we have to work all the time. And we feel like we have to yeah. be, you know, when, when we're seeing other people do it on Instagram or on social, like where we have to feel bad about ourselves. So I really had to unlearn those behaviors that became like second nature to me. Oh my God, you are completely speaking to me right now. And I like fully call myself out for my own bullshit over the last few years because I've learned, you know, I've learned a balance now, but I was that person. I was absolutely that person. And I was like, you know, I did find it sexy to be jet lagged. I did find it sexy to be doing 23 hour days and being like, yeah, here I am doing all this. But it's it's absolute bullshit. It's complete and utter like I was not performing at my best. And yeah, I was getting through it and I was delivering, but I wasn't stepping into my superpowers. You know, when you call yourself out on that, and since I have been able to do that and see that this isn't this isn't okay for me to be projecting this on my personal brand or my community, I have been able to do so much more. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm able to take on more projects. I'm able to deliver more. I'm able to be a better leader to, um, you know, lead more people at work, to take on more side hustles, to make more money, to get more sleep, to have a better relationship, all of this stuff, because I finally woke up to the fact that it's not okay just to be going all freaking day. Yeah. Oh, I I feel like maybe you and I should do a spinoff on this, like a class burnout 101. Like (laughs) all of, all of the things like do not start here and we'll just (laughs) share stories. Exactly, (laughs) And it's, it's really hard, but everyone has that. Like you will see me on Instagram or whenever being like, yep, I'm up at five. Now that is me. And that works for me and my lifestyle. However, you will not see me in dark in my office being like, oh, another late night, because that's not me. You know, by 8pm, I am on the couch watching shit TV with my dogs and my husband and a gin and tonic. Yes. (laughs) Which you often also see. I love, I love, love, love. And I love to see that on on your Insta. And same for me, because, you know, I thought just because I was an event professional that I wasn't like an outgoing, like extroverted personality until I realized I wasn't. (laughs) 
and that I couldn't mm-hmm. sustain going like planning events all day and then going to the cocktail hours until midnight and running every reception and closing up every reception every night and 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 like I had to realize that I had to like call in help and have other people, you know, work shifts with me because I'm not an extrovert. I don't get energy from being around people. Like I, I really had to like do a deep dive that just because I'm a meeting planner, I'm also not the per- the last person on the dance floor with champagne sometimes. Like mm-hmm. I can do that in small doses. And once I like gave myself that grace and like figured that piece out about myself and actually like looked at myself in the mirror, my life changed and my burnout has my burnout um, exercises and self-care and everything have changed. Yes. There's so many things that you can do to kind of recognize signs of burnout. And I certainly still see them creeping in at times, (laughs) but just backtracking because what, I mean, we have so much in common. We have so much in common. It's scary, but um, we actually, both experienced burnout at the same age so um at 27 um which is just I feel like it's probably an age that maybe a lot of our listeners or you know others within the industry it seems like a sort of peak age so do you want to sort of chat me through your experience of burnout and how it came about I will. And I think there's a reason that 27 year old thing, I think there's a reason for that. Like you're not new into the industry anymore and you're, and you're not new into the job market anymore. Like you're, you're a few years in, you've got a few years behind you. You're starting to think about like your goals and those big goals and your big dreams and the big next step. And that you do have, you know, a possibility as an X, Y, and Z, whether that's C-suite or whatever you want it to be. You know, and I think like all of that comes crashing in at the same time because the new car smell has worn off of being like in in the workforce. (laughs) And then you're also like adulting hard and it's like, shoot, I probably have to buy a house. Shoot, I'm probably about to get married. And it's like every stressful life event comes down at you at the same time. So I'm going to go with the 27 rule. I don't know if it's a thing or not, but it feels real. But for me... Um, I was in the biggest, I had just taken probably a year, year prior, the biggest position that I had ever taken before. And it was, Mm -hmm. I was given a citywide conference. Um, I didn't even know what a citywide conference was. It was 25,000 plus people. The impact was like 25 million plus plus back in those days, which that was a long time ago. I won't say how long it was, but it was, it was a big, big job. And I was project manager. I was the big kahuna. I had never been in a position where that many people had relied on me to that level and that extent. And what I was doing was completely like at baptism by fire, drinking out of the water hose, whatever you want to call it. But I was doing it hardcore and I was trying to be perfect at it. And I remember one of my reviews, my boss was like, you, you won't ask questions and it's detrimental because you just, you feel like you have to know everything and that you have to come in and be the subject matter expert. But that's not why we hired you. We hired you for your grit and your gut and your passion and your ability to learn, not because you know everything which was life-changing in its own way, but that was after the burnout. (laughs) So the burnout was just a lot of self-pressure, but a lot of real pressure, a lot of late nights to the point where I remember, you know, sleep that I think one of the breaking points was sleeping under my desk um, and, and just waking up the next morning being like, Oh wow. didn't go home. That's pretty normal. And when I realized that that wasn't normal and you know, I, I was also having all of the physical manifestations, the extreme anxiety. I went on antidepressants because I was for sure that there was just something wrong with my body chemistry. 
Um, I was super deficient on vitamin D because I never went outside. Um, I mean, I can list a, a million other things. My person, my marriage was was suffering like crazy because I had no time for personal relationships, and I and that added to my like back breaking, mind bending stress that I was putting on myself and that I felt other people were putting on me. And I didn't know self care wasn't like a buzzword; it wasn't a trendy thing back then. And bringing emotions and vulnerability into business were not a thing that existed at all. It was like check it at the door, good a good old boy system, like buck up, Buttercup, like anything that you can think of. And it all came crashing down on me, and I lost my shit in the middle of a staff meeting on site at my event. And I remember having I blew up at my boss. And to be honest, like, to be fair, she was batshit crazy and an asshole. So I don't feel bad about it in hindsight, but it was not, it was not Carrie Abernathy. It's I'm, I, you know, I'm the person that doesn't, um, I, I don't confront anyone or anything. <laughs> it's just not my personality. I'm a harmonizer and peacekeeper. And I yeah. lost my ever loving shit because everything had come crashing down on me and I, I just exploded. I didn't have an outlet. I didn't have self-care. I had nothing. I had no hobbies. I lived and worked and I it, it eat, you know, eat, breathe, sleep, dream, whatever. It was all work, work, work. So that's, I yeah. mean, that's like the high level story of what I did. And that's when I realized that I had to make a change. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that is I mean, I'd like to say that's completely crazy, but I just hear so much. Yeah. Like, I hear you so much because, yeah, it, it I mean, it was probably different. It was completely different for me. But, um, yeah, it, I mean, it was literally only like three and a half years ago this happened to me, but I didn't know what burnout was. I'd never heard of it. I wow. think, yes, we hear a lot about anxiety. We hear a lot about depression um, and arguably, you know, maybe um, those conditions are are more difficult to deal with than burnout I don't know but everyone experiences things in different ways and I had no idea what burnout was so I had no idea how to prevent it and I was working quite a unique um, event and operations role in that I was venue side but I was also sort of planner side planning internal events as well and um, very very full-on role lots of evenings and weekends but I also needed to be sort of on the ground all day every day as well and I was almost kind of on call the whole time my work phone was literally glued to my hands I had like nervous breakdowns if it wasn't on loud the whole time whenever my work phone went off when I was at home like I couldn't relax I was freaking out that something wrong like something had happened at an event um it was just yeah it was just crazy and I was at the same time just doing all the things because this was at the point where I was really putting my personal brand up a gear so starting speaking a lot blogging a lot I was studying almost full time for an events qualification at the same time, burning the candle well and truly at both ends. Right. And I wasn't even doing 5am club then. I like I got up at a normal time, but I was just freaking tired. No time for anything. But then I was, you know, I get home from work and then I'd be like, oh, I just want a drink. Then I'd stay up late. Oh, it was just horrendous. Yep. And I remember I was... Um, like I'd taken some time out of the workday to, to do an assignment for this course I was doing where I had to present basically a, like a live pitch to camera, did it. And then my course um, tutor called me right away and she's like, what's wrong, Juliet? And I just 
burst into tears. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I just can't do all this stuff. And she was like, you've got burnout. Mm. And no one had ever said that to me before because I thought I was succeeding and that I was flying, trying to do all this stuff. But I wasn't interested in all of the stuff anymore. And I was switching off and I wasn't I wasn't giving stuff the 110% that I pretended to be because I just did not have the energy and I was not eating properly. I was really surviving on espresso shots and cans of Red Bull and chocolate bars or whatever I could just grab for a snack rather than having actual meals and yeah and and I've I managed to take some time and understand what it meant understand how my life needed to change and the sacrifices I need to make and needed to make to be a better person in my career and outside of my career too and realize that my career didn't define me yeah and now I can notice these signs creeping in and I do every so often I don't think I'm ever gonna completely, you know, remove burnout from my life. Right. But noticing the signs. But yeah. And how do those signs manifest for you? Yeah, I, I was thinking about this. Um, it, for me, I start to become irritable all the time to mm-hmm. coworkers, to myself. I have no patience, to uh, family members, to friends. Like I am irritable all the time. Um, I experience just this profound loss of joy in my work. Like nothing makes it better. I, I feel like I, I don't like it. I, you know, maybe I feel like I'm, I get that itch to move on or whatever it is, but, but you know, it just inches up on me and I'm like, okay, is, do I really not like what I'm doing? This thing that I've done for 20 years or am I burning out? And usually the answer is burnout. And that's when I implement the no. And you know, I'm big about the no. (laughs) We've talked about that. Um, And you know what? I'm really, I'm really, really big about figuring out what gives each of us our energy. And I know we've talked about this too, Juliet, like it's not the same for each of us. So um, success isn't the same. So it's not always the title or the money, or it could be both, or it could be any number of things. You could have fulfillment in your job, like knowing what that is, but then also knowing what personally gives you energy on the day to day. And, uh, you know, knowing those up front, I think help, but the, the signs for me are the lack of patience and the loss of joy. Yes. I hear this so much. Yeah. So being irritable is a huge sign for me and switching off like I suddenly sort of switch off from people I don't talk to people I just get in my zone and just and that includes like family friends work friends people anyone really um and just focus on no I need to get everything done I need to do it all I need to do it all um and I'm able to to notice and actually other people will notice that of me and say yeah what's up because you're not you're not talking to us and I just I just kind of like just try and like hide everything that's going on by just being busy I was gonna say that I was like why do we why do we I don't know if it's a woman thing or a human thing like why do we hide when we need help the most yeah oh I'm I just I don't I don't I mean I do now but a few years ago I oh my god I wouldn't ask for help what the what is help Um, But now I am all in the CEO mindset. Like I hired a VA a few weeks ago and she has changed my life because I'm now delegating everything that isn't within my zone of genius. So I can go all in on things that are, and it really helps. But 
you know, rewind a few years, I'd be like, no, I can do it all. What are you on about? I'm an event planner. We do everything. Yep. And I know everything and I am everything to everyone. <gasps> yeah. You can't, you cannot be everything to everyone. So yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, sleep goes as well for me. Um, I just overthinking like crazy saying, I start saying yes to more things when I'm getting burnout. Weirdly. Me too. Weird thing. But I think when you're firmly in your power and you're able to step away and say, no, you know, I'm not available for this right now. This isn't for me. This isn't a good fit right now. Um, whereas actually, if, I, if I've if i got burnout, because I, I don't have the energy to make logical decisions, I'm just saying yes and doing loads of stuff, just stuff that doesn't serve me and doesn't light me up, which isn't, isn't like me and it isn't right. Right. It's like it becomes so much chaos, you completely lose control. Mm-hmm. The train goes off the tracks. <laughs> yeah. And we don't want that. We don't want that. So... Oh, I really, really hope if anyone listening is listening in, seeing signs and symptoms of burnout, like do reach out. Let this be your sign to reach out to someone. Reach out to us. Reach out to anyone in your network. Like we're here for you. Um, Reach out to your friends, your family, because you can absolutely get through this and try and slow down and take some time for you because self-care isn't just a buzzword and it's not just having a bath and doing a yoga class. It's just switching the hell off and getting the hell out of stuff that isn't serving you. That's right. I love it. So... We are reaching the end of this episode, (gasps) crazy. Um, But I wanted to chat a little bit about resiliency because having the strength to overcome situations such as burnout and such as, you know, the tough times, the tough year that we've just had. Actually, it's interesting. We're recording this episode um, a year to the day that England went into lockdown um, the first time last year. So it feels like a bit of a weird day. But yeah, like resiliency, we need it in our careers, don't we? We need it in our lives as busy people. We've all had to be really, we've all flexed our resiliency muscles this last year, haven't we? Massively. And we didn't even know that we had muscles, resiliency muscles (laughs) to this extent. (laughs) Yeah. I always tell people that if you're here right now listening to this, you are resilient. Like, I mean, mic drop, bottom line, like you you Mm -hmm. don't have to thrive every day. Some days just waking up and putting your feet on the ground or just waking up, even if you can't get out of bed, like you are resilient enough to get here. And I applaud like every single one of you for it because it's been, you know, it was rough before and it got even tougher and hopefully it won't get any more rough than this, knock on wood. But if, if, uh, if it does, then we have definitely worked those skills out this year and fresh freshened up those skills. We have, we have, we've had to, we've had to just be kind of agile and ready and strong and be strong for those around us as well. Um, So I know, you know, in terms of our roles, we are both leaders within um, either organizations and fields. And we've had to show up not just for ourselves, but for our communities, for our direct reports at work, for our friends, our families. There's just, and it, it takes a lot of strength to, you know, get through situations on your own, but it also takes even more strength to be able to continue to show up for others. But I think that almost has been a coping mechanism for me um, to know that, you know, I've got people around me and they need me too. So we need to, you know, we need to get through this. We need to be agile. We need to know that this isn't forever. It feels 
right now like oh I just don't know when we're going to be through this but I'm loving hearing you're doing a live event soon that is just lighting me up um but yeah it's we've just got to keep showing up and showing up does not mean you have to be going all in and working every hour of the day and succeeding whatever the hell that means anyway it means that you're just doing you and you're just being you and you are just waking up and being here and making that decision to keep going right yeah and I think uh lessons on resiliency in the last year as I'm thinking about it um for me as in my leadership role and as my personal brand I decided to lean hardcore into vulnerability and authenticity um I want it to I felt really comfortable with it and ready to like have it shine and show the bad days. And I wanted to just like open up the space where people could feel more comfortable sharing and they could share the bad days and we could commiserate and not everything was perfect. Um, You know, I want people to know that I'm giving myself grace so that they can also give themselves grace. Um, So all of those helped me be resilient and I hope that, you know, they inspired other people to be resilient as well. Just not that, you know, not having to be perfect all the time and know that we're all going through major loss this year and major change Mm -hmm. together. So whatever you want to call it, community, vulnerability, authenticity, um, you know, some other things for me that were important that, you know, may not be for you because resiliency isn't a one size fits all and neither is burnout really, but just like taking some time to step back and figure out what my passions are and figure out what I love. I know I talk about the desire map book all the time, but it's real for me. It was real. Um, And, you know, saying no and knowing what how to give my energy intentionally, all of those were key for my survival Um, and ability to like thrive and be resilient and make it through the last year. And to this point where I'm sitting in front of you and still passionately excited about the events industry. Yes. Yes. Keep showing up, show up authentically, show up as the real you because we all need more realness. Is that a word? I I think it is. It is now. Okay. Yeah, I think it is. It is now. Cool. (laughs) Keep showing up, guys. You've freaking got this. You've absolutely got this and we're here for you. So this brings us to the end of season one of Like an Event Boss, which is just incredible. We are so, so grateful that you've been here on this journey with us. And season two is going to be closer than you think. Did I just share that we're doing a season two? I think you did. I'm here for it. We're doing season two. We're all here for it. We're all here for it. <laughs> I think it just keeps getting better because, and I just want listener to remind listeners that like the first time we ever talked was on episode one of this season, 10 weeks ago. And I am psyched as hell about season two because I am just like ready to keep leaning into this like, like real talk that we're having Juliet each week. I love it. I love our listeners. It's been so awesome. And I'm just, just share more, more, more. Yes, yes. I think what's definitely um, been you know, a, an eye opener for me is how many people need this. Like, yes, there are podcasts. Yes, there are event podcasts. But actually, us just showing up every week for you guys and being authentic and talking about the good, the bad, the ugly, the shit, the successes, the dramas. Like, we need that. We need more realness. So 
season two will be back back very very soon please stay tuned on all our social platforms to hear more about that and i'm gonna hand it over to carrie to close out season one of like an event boss Ooh, all right well i don't know if i'll do it justice this was a big big season we touched on a lot of topics i can't wait for season two um you know i'm just gonna talk about abundance again um and manifestations and all of that good stuff i think i started out the year um thinking my word was going to be wholeness or something about my whole self, but it's really turned into abundance and it's a mindset. Put what you want into the universe, say what you want into the universe, write down what you want from the universe, shout it. And I'm, I'm saying this like legit scream it if you need to, um, and believe that you are owed it all and that you deserve it all because you do. And when you have that mindset, abundance will come to you. So I hope that resonates with some of our listeners. That is officially a wrap to season one. We cannot wait to see you. Keep listening. Uh, Season two is just around the corner. We'll see you soon. Thanks. Thanks.